Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and today is Sunday in the fourth week of Ordinary Time and today's homily is called Getting Chiseled by Humility. And we have a familiar gospel from Matthew chapter 5 and let's begin. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up the hill. There he sat down and was joined by his disciples. Then he began to speak and this is what he taught them. How happy are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy the gentle, they shall have the earth for their heritage. Happy those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. Happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. Happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, they shall be called sons of God. Happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right, Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are you when people abuse you and persecute you and speak all kinds of calumny against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. When St. Augustine was asked to name three of the most important virtues, he gave a brilliant response. He said, humility, humility, and humility. And I think St. Augustine was right because above all, God desires our humility. He longs to see it in us because it's through humility that we empty ourselves of our own self-importance and make enough room for Christ to enter into our lives and take possession of our hearts and minds. In other words, humility equals holiness. I'm talking about humility today because it is the foundational virtue of all the Beatitudes. If we get humility right, the Beatitudes will just naturally follow after. But before we dive deeper into humility, what exactly are the Beatitudes? Well, they're lessons for cultivating blessedness in our lives. The Greek word for blessed is makarios, sometimes or most often translated in our Bibles as happy. But it means more than that. It denotes a fullness of joy, a completeness, a satisfaction, the kind of happiness for which our hearts were made and which every human being desires at the deepest level. The Beatitudes are a summary of Christ's teaching for us to follow, but they also serve for us as a perfect description of Jesus himself. So if you ever find yourself wondering, what was Jesus really like during his ministry on earth? Your answer can be found in the Beatitudes. He was poor in spirit, meek. He mourned the effects of sin. He hungered for justice. He was merciful, pure in heart, a peacemaker, and willingly persecuted for righteousness' sake. So if we desire to be blessed like Christ, if we desire happiness in its deepest, most lasting sense, if we desire the eternal joy of heaven, then the Beatitudes are our doorway, and humility is the key. Now, I recognize it's very easy for me to speak about humility in the abstract, but I think if you were to ask any saint throughout the church's history, they will tell you that cultivating this virtue is one of the hardest tasks of the Christian life. And yet all of us are called to it, despite that struggle. Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene once famously put it, Many souls would like to be humble, but very few desire humiliation. Many ask God to make them humble and fervently pray for this, but very few ever want to be humiliated. Yet it's impossible to gain humility without some humiliations. 
For just as studying is the way to acquire knowledge, so it is by the way of humiliation that we attain humility. For this reason, the slow road to true humility feels a little bit like a sculptor chiseling away at our stubborn human nature, clearing our soul of all of its attachments to sin and material possessions and pleasures that tie us to this earth and stop us from looking up towards heaven. Humility is hard and sometimes painful work, but of course the reward is worth it. Because by clearing out all that self-centered clutter, like this extremely empty room I'm standing in at the moment, that's why it's so echoey in here, we make space within ourselves for God to fill us up. And the more that God fills up our being, the more he is reflected in the world through our behavior. Through humility, we can become an altar Christus, that is, another Christ in the world. That's to say, Jesus can operate freely through a humble heart that has been cleared out and given completely over to him. Now, I don't think we should be surprised when we hear that humility is hard work. Jesus himself says in chapter 7 of Matthew, the gate is narrow and hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Talk about exclusive language. Now, I think when hearing that kind of language, we might start to ask ourselves some serious questions like, what spiritual and practical steps can we take to set ourselves on that narrow and hard path of holiness? The humble path that leads us to true blessedness and ultimately eternal life. Well, the first step, as always, is prayer. We're not going to get anywhere on our own. The whole point of humility, after all, is recognizing our desperate need for God. Therefore, prayer is always going to be the first step for us. St. John Vianney, the patron saint of parish priests, famously said, We should daily ask God with our whole hearts for humility, for the grace to know that we are nothing of ourselves, and that our corporal as well as our spiritual welfare proceeds from God alone. But if you're looking for a concrete way of praying for humility, not just a general way, I recommend the Litany of Humility, and it's easily found online with a quick Google search, the Litany of Humility. But I warn you right now, it is not for the faint of heart because it's pretty hardcore in what it's asking God to give us. It begins with these words, O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved, extolled, honored, praised, deliver me. O Jesus, from the desire of being preferred to others, consulted, approved, deliver me, O Jesus. And it goes on in that kind of way. Now, prayer is always going to be the first port of call because when it comes to humility, we're going absolutely nowhere without it. Practically speaking, however, I think the best advice probably comes from Thomas Akempis in chapter 7 of his spiritual classic, The Imitation of Christ. His advice is, Think better of others than of yourself. I'll say that again. Think better of others than of yourself. Now, this is the kind of habit of mind that we, need, as we as Christians need to get ourselves into. He says, Do not think of yourself better than others, lest perhaps you be accounted worse before God, who knows what is in man. Do not take pride in your good deeds, for God's judgments differ from those of men. And what pleases them often displeases God. If there is good in you, see more good in others, so that you may remain humble. It does no harm to esteem yourself less than anyone else. 
but it is very harmful to think of yourself better than even one. The humble live in continuous peace, while in the hearts of the proud are envy and frequent anger. Now I admit when we hear this kind of thing, this kind of advice can sound quite jarring today when we're so accustomed to hearing precisely the opposite. I think our current climate of advertising, social media and consumerism can often push us to constantly compare ourselves to others and strive to meet a certain image or a status. The screens that we use are bombarded with images of perfect bodies, perfect homes, perfect lifestyles that can manipulate our thinking into the idea that we can work or compete or buy our way to some form of happiness and satisfaction. But this is a lie. Only humility brings lasting peace. Only humility can lead us to eternal life. So today, let us ask the Lord for that grace. Lord Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. Draw close to us in your perfection and love and help us to detach from the things that turn our eyes from you. Grant us the supreme virtue of humility that we may live with you and like you in happiness and peace. We ask this in your holy name through the intercession of our blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and the average shepherd, you can do so by putting this up online or sharing with anyone you think might benefit. Thank you and God bless.